This is the Girl Meets World Fan Podcast, Episode 2, brought to you the week of June 28, 2014. The Girl Meets World Podcast. Hey, how you doing, folks? Welcome to the Girl Meets World Podcast. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. With me is my co-host and daughter, Jenna Kennison. Hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Good. You excited about our, our real true episode one? Yes. Finally, I'm excited. even though it's episode two, it's our real episode one because we get to talk about finally. We get to talk about the first episode. Yay. And uh, it's something that most of the world, I think, had seen, you know, in advance. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Just in case. I, I noticed even today on uh, online, when I started searching for news, all of a sudden there were tons of, there's tons of news. Everybody was interviewing <laughs> Corey and Topanga's characters, you know, and, 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 and the kids and all that kind of stuff. And so apparently all of those folks were waiting until after the official, you know, release of the episode as well. Yeah. So it's not just us. I'm glad we waited. No spoilers yeah. necessary, but make sure that you have indeed watched episode one of girl meets world that, uh, that aired just last night at nine 45 Eastern on the Disney channel before you listen to this. Cause we're not going to say spoiler alert anymore. Because no, it's uh, it's up to you to have watched it. But we got a lot of good stuff and a lot of content and a whole bunch of stuff because this is the show where we're taking on the world of Girl Meets World. And that's what we're going to do right now. First of all, we're going to talk about the episode title. There was a little confusion last time in our last episode, whether it was called Girl Meets Boy or Girl Meets World. And, and that is because IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, and... Um, and a wiki, a Wikipedia or a wiki that uh, that is out there, a website all about Girl Meets World. They were in conflict. They didn't have the same content. And it turns out that IMDb, which is like the standard, the one you're supposed to be able to trust. I mean, it's like the dictionary of movies and television. They're wrong. So the first episode was not Girl Meets Boy because I think last show you said Girl Meets World, and I said no, it's Girl Meets Boy, and because I assumed that meant. It was girl meets boy meets world, you know, that kind of boy. Yeah. But it indeed was titled Girl Meets World. So was that a good title for this yes, episode? Yes, definitely. And why do you think so? Because uh, on the whole episode, she's trying to make the world her own. Yeah. That, so. that was a theme right from the beginning is yeah. is it's his world, but um, he wants her to make it hers. Yeah, that was a big thing. Uh, like, like this. Riley... Do you know what I want more than anything? Go ahead. Make it yours. Yeah. So what does dad want more than anything for his daughter? To, to make the world. To take yeah. on the world. Yeah. yeah. Just, just to, to meet the world. Um, let's, uh, yeah, the, I, I don't know that there would be any other name I would put into it except for maybe Girl Meets Girl. But that sounds weird. Yeah. But I, you know, <laughs> what I mean by that is Girl Meets Herself. Yeah. Because uh, one of the themes that seemed to be going through there was Riley, you know, obviously 
Uh, well, let me just read the official recap that, that was on IMDb and, and the one that everybody all over the place is repeating. It says, when, when Maya leads a rebellion in class, Riley joins in to try to be like her, much to her father Corey's dismay. And uh, that's, that's basically exactly what happens. So how would you describe the episode? I mean, that was the official description. What would you say it was about and what happened? Like I was, it's it's about like she is trying to be like Maya. Mm-hmm. She's trying to, yeah, um, she definitely is be someone else she's not, and she's trying to make the world her own, but she's doing it the wrong way. Yeah, and she's and what's the wrong way? Not being yourself. Not being herself, exactly. And and there's several ways that that kind of shows itself. One of them um, being uh, the subway thing, you yeah. Know, being able to ride the subway, it's kind subway of subway pass. Yeah, about about being Ticket. able to have the freedom to go around, I guess, and do whatever she wants. Yeah. Uh, then there's the homework issue, mm-hmm. um, and then there's the being a good person with her parents aspect that was brought up. Um, when when she came home and and Topanga's talking to her, you know, and then there's the being a friend for her for her kind of quote unquote bad friend. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, the way I would describe it is is it was it was a funny show. I mean, was it a good first episode for you? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a little weird at the beginning for me because, and we've talked about this. I I felt yeah. like it started halfway into the show. Matter of fact, when I, when I watched it, I went back and watched it on several different places that are releasing it so that I could see out. Oh, did we miss a chunk of it? Because they're just sitting on the bed and they're, or no, they're sitting in the window and they're talking about leaving and talking about trying to sneak past their parents, which actually has a really funny moment in it with her trying to smile that or that face. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. What are you going to look like when you go across? <laughs> um, but, uh, it's a weird place to start right in there because they get real serious right away. She, they crawl out the window. Why are you always smarter than me? They crawl back in and dad's like, you know, he starts this big conversation about, you know, it's still my world. It's not your world. That is, if you were sneaking out a window and, <laughs> and you and your friend and sneaking past me and I caught you, would I start this big conversation about, how you need to take on the world and how he almost seemed like he was saying, I wish you had been able to sneak past me, but that's, I know that's not what he meant because no dad, you know, no Mm. dad actually would, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I would be excited to find out you were trying to sneak out and and then encourage you to take on the world. I I don't, I don't think that's what he had in mind, but so it was a rough start to me, but I believe that this, you know, and the episode has, has gotten a lot of praise. Um, it's gotten a lot of hate because there's a lot of folks that are measuring it, um, based on the past series. Now, Jenna has actually seen quite a bit of, of the old series more than I have and, and knows more about it. How would you say that this episode measured up to the old original stuff? Um, it's definitely like it, it's definitely not in the eighties or whatever. The right 90s. in the nineties, yeah, yeah, um, early nineties. Instead of a boy, it's a girl. Right. is the main character and stuff. Yeah, and um, 
But as far as um, the the situation and the characters, even though their genders mm-hmm. may be different, to me, it seems like it's uh, it's a lot the same. Definitely, because... Well, you got yeah. Mr. Feeney. Who's, who's the Mr. Feeney in the new one? Uh, her dad. Exactly. Yeah, because they got the classroom situation. Who is... Um, uh, oh, who was the nerdy guy in the original one? Uh, Minkus, Minkus. Minkus. Uh, Who is Minkus in the new one? Minkus would be Farkle. Farkle, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And and then you've got uh, who would be Corey? Uh, (laughs) Riley. uh, Riley. Yeah, I wanted to say Rowan. And who? Yeah, (laughs) Rowan. Rowan Blanchard. Uh, And who is Maya? Uh, Who would she be? She would be Sean. She she would be uh, Sean, the Corey's best friend back mm-hmm. in, back in the old day, and uh, so to me it's it's almost an exact duplicate of the original. Yeah, uh, like you said, there's some minor changes. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different characters, uh, but you have a troubled best friend, you know, who's mm-hmm. a little edgy, who's a little, and you got a a best friend or main character who's pretty nervous about new things and and you know all this kind of stuff and unsure about life. Um, but it's, but it's good. It's really good. I, the parents obviously are there. There were parents yeah. in the original. We got, we got Corey and Topanga being the parents there. So, um, it's, it's a good thing. And I think this first episode, even though it was, it's taken a lot of hate from some people to me, the, the episode was genius. And as we dig into it, especially the theme, you're going to find out exactly how genius the writing on this, um, this episode was. I was trying to find out who actually did the writing on this, and I and I have not uh, have not been able to pull that up. First episode, it was good. Started kind of in the middle. We already said that. Um, I love the theme song. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it as a uh, as a song, and 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 this is saying a lot because as in the old days, every show. No matter if it was an action show, no matter if it was the A-Team with a bunch of people shooting each other, no matter what it was, it had a theme song. It may not have had words to it, but it had music. When you listen to it, I mean, that's A-Team right there, you know? And then the greatest American hero, believe it or not. I'm walking on air. I never thought. And that was the 80s. And that kind of went away. Uh, Boy Meets World had several different theme songs, you know, over yeah. its time. It kind of grew, I think, with the times. And they matched the era they, they landed in. But it's it's very rare for me to see. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Disney Channel has a lot of catchy theme songs. But this is one. It's got good music. It's got good lyrics. It's good singing. And it's catchy, and it is going to be played before every episode. And that is weird. Does Lab Rats, does um, any of the other songs, They do they have their own stuff? Yeah. Okay. They, they have little music that they go through the credits and stuff. Okay. So maybe that's a Disney thing. I don't know. Maybe they've brought it back, and, and I just didn't realize it. But, you know, when you, for grownups, we, you know, we were watching Lost and House and, and all these other things, and they just kind of have lost that. Uh, thing I guess Downton Abbey has it, but Dallas. When I was a kid, we weren't allowed to watch a show called Dallas because I was all about people being mean to each other. My mom didn't like it, but we, <laughs> me and your mom, even though we didn't know each other, even though she lived in Pennsylvania and I lived down in Florida, 
both of us, when, when we met, we talked about that one time, and it turned out that we would do the same thing. You would watch Dallas until the theme song was over because that theme song was so good. So I love the theme song. What were some of the funniest moments? For me, um, I love. I already mentioned it, Riley's face at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Right when she's like, you know, let me see what you're going to look like talking to your parents, you know, mm-hmm. trying to trying to sneak past them. And she's like, <laughs> Why why are you making a face like that, Riley? Good time trying to sneak past you. That was pretty funny. What was one of yours? Um, I would say when we met Augie, when he's with Riley, and he's like, do bears smile? Why does cake always taste so good? Yeah, I got that, actually. Hold on. Am I the type of person who always plays it safe? Is this who I'm going to be for the rest of my life? Am I ever going to take a risk that changes my destiny? Do bears know how to smile? <laughs> His first words, yeah. It was good Do stuff. Do bears know how to smile? And, and again, Augie, Augie is, um, is his little sister, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, in the episode. And from what I understand, I don't know that she st- – I don't know who stays who. He has an older brother and an older and a younger sister. But, yeah, yeah in Boy Meets World, that was that character that was always doing yeah. little jokes. I think he's funnier. Yes, uh, definitely. Because I think he's a little bit older, probably, than he yeah. looks, you know? And so he, he's he's a little funnier. Well, in, uh, in one of the commercials, he's he's telling his parents, do people realize I'm only this many? And he's pointing out five. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> so. is not five. That kid is six or seven in real yeah, life. But, in, but he's playing in, a five-year-old, so... Yeah, that works. I didn't know he was five. That's good. That's a good thing to know. Riley, uh, her character is thirteen. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and uh, I think twelve or thirteen. One of the two. Yeah, I think she plays a thirteen-year-old though. Um, a funny part for me was, um, you know, Maya standing up with the sparklers and and setting off the, oh, yeah. wa- the water sprinklers. <laughs> It was hilarious because honestly, that is something I've always wanted to happen specifically at school. When I was in school, <laughs> yeah. looking up at those things and figured out what they were, I was like, oh my gosh, it'd be so great. What would set those off, you know? And what yeah. would happen? Everything would get wet, but would it fill up the classroom with water or what, you know? And, and we actually got to see it. And that's what's crazy is they built this whole set. They put it, they put all this stuff in it for the first show. And what's the first thing they did to all of it? They drenched it in water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Somebody in a meeting said, yeah, we need you to build all these things and desks and stuff. And, yeah, we're going to kind of hose it down. <laughs> and you're going to have to start over and do it again. I love it when um, Augie, he's like, I know what you're feeling because we're twins. <laughs> we're not twins. Mom! Mom! <laughs> yeah, Augie's not bright. Augie, Augie thinks a lot, but he's not real bright. That's the thing. And he thinks about things. Because, yeah, he's like, why does cake always taste good? Will my drawings get better? And and uh, yeah. I remember thinking that one especially. So I wanted to draw so bad. I'm like, am I going to draw like this forever? Um, okay, so I, I loved um, when the – when the water went off, Farkle's freaking out in the back of the room. He doesn't oh, yeah. know if he's supposed to leave or stay because he's in his 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 question was, "Is this part of your you know your uh, presentation? Yeah, your presentation. Or is this really happening?" Come <laughs> <laughs> on, running back and forth. 
So I, I love. I like Farkle. I'm sorry. I'm a Farkle fan. He's amazing. He's a good guy. He's a good character. Um, I I hope they give him more screen time as it goes on because he had his little moments, but it wasn't like he got to be a, a part of the main story. You know, mm-hmm. he was just the comedy relief, as they call it. Um. Oh, back of the room, Bertha. Love that. Oh yeah. I love the character back there, and and she looked to me a lot like. Riley just dressed up. So I did a little research and I found out it was not her. It is a girl named Jade Holden who should be a reoccurring character because IMDb says she will be in 19 episodes. And um, the other stuff that she was in, uh, there's a few other things, but the one thing we would know her from if we'd seen it, I haven't seen a lot of Crash and Bernstein, but she was in one episode. It was called the, The Nose Job. Uh, of Crash and Bernstein. That's the guy with the puppet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my other favorite moment was when she passed a note. When she was late to class, she passed a note to her dad. Oh, yeah. And um, he's <laughs> like, hey, you know, Maya, you did really good on my signature. And she's like, oh, it's because you write like a girl. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I I, uh, I think I have that. Yeah, here. Oh, you got my signature down pretty good this time. Oh, it was easy. You wrote like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, those are the funny. Any other funny moments for you that you really like? Um, I love it when Farkle gets on top of uh, Mr. Matthews, (laughs) and yeah, he's like, "You're actually quite quite comfortable, sir." He's like, "Get off! Get off of me!" Farkle ain't going anywhere. Farkle's going nowhere. (laughs) Uh, I think I have that one too. Hold on. <laughs> I've got a lot of them. Uh, oh, here it is. Isn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back of the class, Ben, ben Brenda. I, yeah, I'm glad she's going to make a, a reoccurring appearance because I, I thought you know from a parent's point of view, I'm like, aren't we trying to get away from making fun of people because of the way they look and and stuff like that? Because not only is she nerdy looking, obviously, but Farkle has a a, a reaction. He's like, Ugh! I mean, like he's yeah, gonna yeah. throw up. And I'm like, uh, so maybe, maybe she will. Um, I don't know, just be a a character that comes, you know, to her own or something. And comes. I have a question. Yeah, who is Topanga in Girl Meets World? Like, um, oh, wait, who- well, ah, never mind. Well, it's dude. It it's the boy. What's his name? Oh, um, uh, his name the, is Dallas. The guy, the guy ah, from. from uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. Lucas. 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 Yeah. Um, I was about to say Marcus. Lucas Ryer is his uh, is his last name, but the guy from Texas is is that at least mm-hmm. you know as far as we know. Um, he, he he could be a love interest, or he could just become a. He could get put in the friend zone, as they say. Yeah. So we don't know. We don't know, but he, he's uh, he's supposed to be the cute guy. Do you think he's cute? No. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> <laughs> you a lie. So what was the most touching moment for you? Um, I'd say... Because there was some. There was some... Like there's... touching good or touching bad? At, uh, uh, oh, oh, touching always means um, like it, it was like, oh, or... Or made you sad, or or it moved you emotionally. For me, I'll give you an example. Uh, is when Maya was, you know, or the, the you know, Sean's coming at her, Mr. Matthews is coming at her, and she she just 
she looks genuinely sad like mm-hmm. about the whole thing. She's she's not being tough for the first time in the whole thing. You know, she realized she went too far. He's mad at her. Um and obviously they have a relationship and she says that thing, I have no one at home that helps me with my homework. Yeah. And to me that said so much more than just that. Mm-hmm. It it basically said, you know, I have folks but they they don't love me. They don't care about me. They don't check up on me. They don't care anything I do. I get to do anything I want, and I seem happy, but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. And that's why she hangs out over there. And and from what I've read, you just know, like Sean hangs at it, the Mac exactly all exactly. the time. She's going to be hanging out there and kind of being raised by Riley's folks, mm-hmm. which is which is fine, which is great. It's a great thing. And in a girl, me- I mean, boy meets world. Sean actually lived with the Matthews for a few weeks in, oh, yeah? in the, one of the episodes. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> Sean's folks. One of them worked all the time, and the other one, I don't know what she did, but they ended mm-hmm. up getting divorced there at the yep. end. So, um, so, so, what? Now that you know what a moving or touching moment is, was mm. was there any others for you? Um. Well, yeah. I was, my my uh, that one would definitely be one mm-hmm. but um uh i'm not sure yeah there was one other for me and uh it went like this it went like this hold on i got it <laughs> uh <laughs> there it is Bradley, i'm pushing you away because i'm not good for you anymore only i decide that you know why why because if this is my world now, the first person I want in it is you. Mm. You're going to save me, aren't you? I am. Ugh. Yeah. That definitely. one gets me right there. Oh, it's hardcore. You're going to save me, aren't you? Uh, uh. She needs somebody to save her. She needs help. And uh, we'll talk about why that means so much in just a moment. What was your, what was your favorite uh, Farkle moment? For me, you've already mentioned it, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. Climbing on Corey Matthews, yeah, uh, just wiggling and squiggling and and all that. I I didn't even the the you're quite comfortable, sir. That they didn't even need that. It was funny just seeing a kid like spider like like a spider yeah. monkey just freaking out. And I'm and I'm thinking they were probably both really sore after running mm-hmm. running through that several times. And you got water raining down on your head, and you've got lines to to say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What about you? Favorite favorite Farkle moment? Um, I I like it when it's lunchtime, and he he's I uh wait. There's two parts I really like. There's um the one where he's choosing between Maya and Riley. Like Riley, sunshine, daylight. <laughs> Maya in the darkness and night, and and then the other which one, is unknown to me. Yeah, <laughs> because I go to bed at seven o'clock. <laughs> And then uh, I also like it when he's at lunch, and um, he has meatloaf and the other thing. So it's fire something. He's like devil's meatloaf. food cake and, and angel's food cake or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> which was all part of the theme, by the way, was comparing and contrasting the two of them. You had you had Maya that was that went too far that doesn't think you know that's what even mm-hmm. Riley said, and then Riley who's real nervous who has folks. Um, that she's you know got to an answer to who's been raised right who uh, um, does not 
you know, live crazy, you know, and she didn't even wear lip gloss apparently before this episode because that mm-hmm. was made a point of, you know, right on there. Yeah. Like, I wear a Kiwi, you know, uh, chapstick now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my favorite Farkle moment was climbing on Corey. And then the second one was definitely when he was he put on his stupid little uh, eye shades because something was going to be boring. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and and so he decides to sleep. Farkle, 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 Farkle. Yeah, and he starts, and instead of, uh, yeah, snoring, he says, <laughs> So I just, I don't even know what that's about. Does he do that at night? Yeah, parents come by, are you sleeping? So, I don't know. It was funny to me. He's always like that. He never says I yes. or me. He says, Farkle. Farkle is here. Thank you. I am Farkle. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, what were, uh, we talked about gadgets. We haven't talked about gadgets and tech, uh, or New York culture stuff. And, and so let's do it. Let's talk about the subway pass. Um, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of research, obviously in the show, the, the, the subway pass is for her, the key to the world, her, mm-hmm. her world, which is New York city. It is the symbol of freedom and also the symbol that her parents trust her. It's uh, it's like the thirteen-year-old's equivalent of a driver's license, I would supp- I would guess. Mm-hmm. And this is not something that we're used to because we don't have subways in Saint Petersburg, Florida. And if we did, they would be underwater. So we, <laughs> we would actually have submarines instead of so subways. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and you would have a submarine pass. But I did a little research just for fun, just some trivia stuff on subway passes. One ride on a New York City subway is $2.75. So that's pretty crazy. It's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of money. That's more than I would have thought. Yeah. When I see people in movies putting the coins or you know in the mm-hmm. slot, it always seems like it's a quarter or 50 cents or whatever. Yeah. And I've ridden the MARTA system. It's kind of a subway in, uh, in Atlanta. And it's it seemed like it was cheaper than that, but anyway, so you can you have two options with the cards. You can pay per ride, and that means you get a card and you put a certain amount of rides on it. The minimum amount is five dollars. The maximum uh, depends on where you buy it, a machine or in person, it can be uh, eighty or a hundred dollars. Now, my impression though was when they gave her this card that it was a all you can eat type of card. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like. Like, here it is. This is your key to the world. You can do anything you want. So I was guessing that they probably went with the other option, which is a 30-day unlimited ride pass. And that joker is $112 every month. So how much do Corey and Topanga love and trust their daughter? Very, very, very much. Very, very much. Because if it was me, I'd be looking for any excuse. Oh, oh. Oh, you didn't, you skipped that step. Sorry, you're on restriction. I don't need to buy you a $112 per month pass. Oh, oh, you put your hair in a ponytail. Nope, didn't like that. So you're out, you're on restriction. Can't buy you, can't do it this month. Sorry, maybe next month. Maybe. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, you talked with your mouth open just one time. But not everybody does that. I don't like it when you do it. So I'd be trying to save money, but that's a big commitment. So it's weird. Were there any Boy Meets World references? Now, this is going to be a hard one for me because I haven't watched quite as many as you. Obviously, one of the 
most obvious ones was the airplane, the paper airplane that folds mm-hmm. up yeah. and flies through the opening sequence. That's an obvious callback to the original. But I know one. What? Mr. Feeney at the end. That's what I was going to say. The most yeah. obvious one was, was Mr. Feeney. But I rewatched it again, and I realized that the back-to-school poster that he was in, if you saw if you saw him, he was standing in front of a back-to-school poster, and it yeah. had him in it. That poster was revealed right there at the beginning when, when Maya and Riley first come down and they bump into Squeege or whatever his name is, that's yeah. Dweezil that's beating on the drums, and uh, and you see that poster in the background. So there was that. There was also, of course, Mr. Feeney saying his, uh, his famous line. Well done, Mr. Matthews. And I've... Here's my theory on that. That sounds really good. That sounds like Mr. Feeney did, you know, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. And he's he's over 80 years old now. And when you're 80, you kind of sound like, good, good done, Mr. Matthews. So my guess is that he mouthed it, but that they used somebody, you know, like old audio. Mm-hmm. That's what I would I would guess. Listen to it again. Well done, Mr. Matthews. Yeah. I mean, it does not sound like an older version of Mr. No. Matthews. It sounds, or, or not Mr. Matthews. Uh, Mr. Feeney. Feeney. It sounds like Feeney did back in the old show. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he, I mean, I'm sure he's, he said well done. Yeah, he did. He said well done several times, specifically on the episode where he traded places with him. So Yeah. All right, so guests and cameos. Who guessed it and where did we see them? Well, William Daniels, we just mentioned him. He was George Feeney. That was his one shot. He is not going to be back. Um, He did a cameo. And a cameo, for those that don't know, is when you just do a little one shot. It's a a way to tip the hat to the people that have have meant a lot in the show. Um, Jack A. Harry um, was Evelyn Rand. You, You know her as the black woman. Uh, with attitude that was on the subway, and uh, she had some she had some great <laughs> some great moments. Let's see, uh, here it is. Please don't make me move. I just want to see where this goes. I just worked a twelve hour shift, and I just want to see where this goes. Okay. 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 <laughs> she repeats that a lot. Okay. Now you don't know her from anybody, but she was on Everybody Meets Everybody Hates Chris. She's been on several BET shows, but she's most famous for the mother being the mother in Sister Sister, which is T and Tamara. They were a, a, a African American couple of sisters, um, and they still are African American, and they still are sisters. Uh, they do a reality show, or at least they did one. But uh, it was a really popular show back in the day. So having her on there was really cool to see her. She's very funny. Love her attitude and the whole thing. And yeah. then Kurt Collins was Dweezel, and he was the guy beating on the drums there. And I looked in, to see what he he had done, and there is nothing that anybody that is an audience for this show, uh, there's nothing you would know him for. So I don't know if, uh, if he'll be a reoccurring guy or not. I think he was probably just a one-shot. But if that... If that set, I mean, they did build a set for the subway. So if they're going to reuse that set, he could be, you know, a reoccurring dude. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to think they built that whole thing. You yeah. Know, unless they already have one, a generic one, and that multiple shows use it. But I don't know. I don't know. It's all in L.A. So, um, And then uh, I already mentioned Jade Holden. 
Uh, she was the back of, back of the room Bertha. But she's going to be a regular character, so she's not really a, uh, a guest. But as far as news goes, um, I mentioned how, mu- how much the, how, everything news-wise is all interviews with the characters and the actors and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's no real news that I could find right now. So I watched a couple of videos, and, and on E! Um, for entertainment, says uh, Corey and Topanga, they asked the question, did they ever date? Back in the old days, you know, did they ever like each other? And the answer is no. No. Well, no, no. The thing is, married. They liked each other. I mean, as friends, they're mm-hmm. they're good friends, uh, but that they never dated in real life. Yeah. And um, it was really funny. And one, the one I saw, the interview I saw, she's talking to the camera, and she's like, "Yes, we are best friends." And you hear him go, "Best friends," and the camera backs up, and he's just there. And he's going, best friends? And she's like, go away, go away. And so they are friends. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. it's obvious because she was like uh, laughing at him and he was making fun of her and stuff. Yeah. And they asked her, are there going to be any Easter eggs? And if you don't know what Easter eggs are, in real life, they're things you hide. Well, in shows and movies and games and all that, Easter eggs are secret little things that they bury in the show for people that notice it to give them just a little bit of extra awe. Oh, that's pretty awesome. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, in Indiana Jones, there is a scene where they're lifting up this thing. And on the side, you can see engraved with all the ancient, um, you know, uh, hieroglyphics. There is clearly a R2-D2 and a C-3PO character carved into this old ancient, you know, set that is, so that cool. is called an Easter egg. So uh, they asked, are there going to be Easter eggs scattered throughout? And she said, absolutely. And she referenced the finale of of season one and um she said there's a joke about when did they start dating and um apparently that's a that's a callback to the original um did they date when they were two did they date when they were eight did they you know that kind of thing so there's going to be stuff in there and um again all the news is just floods of interviews with stars and that stuff doesn't Mm -hmm. transfer very well to podcasting so go out there google put in girl eats world and then hit news and you can go watch all you want. It's a lot of good stuff out there. So let's get to the main thing. What was the theme of this episode, Jenna? Do you, this is, I've done my homework and I think I have an idea of what the theme is. You've watched it. You have an idea of what the theme is. What is the theme of, uh, boy, uh, girl meets world episode one. Um, I, I wrote down, so, uh, don't stop being yourself and make the world your own. Ah, good stuff. I think you're right. I think you're right on. Uh, the main theme was make the world yours. And it was stated by the, by right there at the beginning. I got to, I'm going to play that. Who am I? What should I be? History shows that bad things happen when you don't know who you are. Yeah. I mean, I, he he had stated it earlier that he wanted them to make the world sh- their own. And I, at first I thought that was the theme, but the theme is actually that right there. Bad things happen when you don't know who you are. And that that was the theme that was stated right there at the beginning. Is And you said it, don't be somebody else, make the world yours. But the, the theme underlining all of that was that simple statement of bad things happen when you don't know who you are. So you need to know who you are. Of course, she's told to take on the world. And what does she do? She does take on the world, mm-hmm. but who does she do it as? Uh, Maya. Maya. She decides she wants to be Maya. And um, 
and that was a sub theme is that Maya goes too far, has a bad home life and, um, and that it's that she, Oh, anyway, we're getting ahead of herself, but she obviously learns through the, throughout the episode, um, that she needs to take on the world. Yes, but do it as herself. And, um, we see that I, I said it before in her home, in her family, um, she comes home and, and they say, you know, she's trying to be Maya. You remember that? When, mm-hmm. when, when she's trying to be like Maya. And she says, why would you do that? You're such a good person. And she says, that doesn't matter. You know, something to that effect. Um, and, and, and it does matter. It matters to the folks, you know, her, mm-hmm. her parents. If she's going to get that bus pass, I mean, the uh, sub, subway pass, she's got to show them that as she's taking on the world, she's staying true to herself. And I think that's important for all of us is, is a lot of times as kids get older, um, they're surrounded by friends and people and, and you Jenna will, will make friends and, and know people that you want to be like that you, you mm-hmm. like something about them and that's completely fine. You there, but sometimes though, the things that we like about people, we don't know why they're that way. In Maya's case, why was she wild and crazy? Why did she not think things through? Why did she not do her homework? Why would she stand against authority? Because she's got her family. She doesn't have a family who loves her. Yep. And so. She's got nobody that gives a crap about anything she does. And as it turns out, you know, that, that statement about I've got nobody at home to help me with my homework. Another, another thing she was actually saying was, you know, I don't have you. I don't have you, Mr. Matthews. I don't have what my friend mm-hmm. Riley has. And so, you know, you can, you can emulate people and, and, but make sure you know what you're emulating, meaning what you're copying from them. Make sure you copy the right people and, uh, and for the right reasons. And, and, and you don't want to be them. You, you may see something about them that you want to add to yourself. Like, you know, I don't know, something stupid like, oh, mm-hmm. she, she wears a watch. And so she doesn't have to pull out her cell phone to find out what, what time it is. That is really good, a time saver. I'm going to be a person that wears a watch from now on. You know, there's things like that. Or, or uh, even, even like for me, when I was a kid, I wanted to be the funny guy. I always wanted to be the funny guy. There was always a guy in the class and he was funny and everybody mm-hmm. laughed and he had good jokes and things like that. And, and uh, I always wanted to do that. And I never was able to become that. I realized eventually that I really was that guy. I was just kind of shy and it helped me figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see something in somebody else and, and you think it's, uh, you think it's cool, obviously, first of all, make sure that it really is. <laughs> And uh, and when you add it to yourself, if you take that on, make it yours. Make it your version of it, not theirs. Don't tell. You know, it's like telling other people's jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that belongs to somebody else. You're not funny. That was, they were funny, you know. Make it yeah. your own. So, um, but she does. She learns to take on the world as herself. And this is, in my opinion, where the theme was stated at the end. You were so busy trying to be her, Riley. You forgot the best thing you can do for her is be you. And that is it right there. The mm-hmm. best thing you can be for her is to be yourself. And where did that come from? It, it came from um, right after the water sprinklers came on. Dad looks at his daughter. And what did he say? Do you, you remember? Mm. He said, why didn't you stop your friend? Yeah. That's not what I do now. She's decided. 
She wants to let her friend be her friend. Well, she's not doing her homework. She's trying to not be someone. She's trying to sneak out of the house behind her parents' back. She's not doing her homework, sneaking. She is, uh, what was the last one? Oh, she's trying to be Maya. And she's not stopping Maya from being Maya. And to me, the reason all the writing and stuff was so genius and the whole thing is Maya needed to be herself, but not just for her. She needed to be who she was for her family to, for all the obvious reasons, you know, so she could be trusted. So she could, uh, you know, just participate in her family. Obviously she needs to be herself so that she will continue to do her schoolwork properly. Um, she needed to be herself for her friend, Maya, because it was, it was stated in another place, um, is that she's going to get us into trouble. And what does Riley say? And I'm going to get us out of it. I'm going to get us out of it. So Maya needed her friend to be herself because if there was nobody to get them out of it, where would they be? In trouble. In trouble, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty deep, right? I mean, Mm -hmm, you wouldn't think so, a little Disney show. But it's a huge moment is, is... Maya doesn't have a family, but she has Riley and, and she doesn't think things through and she is kind of crazy. But one of the reasons that that's okay for her is because she's got somebody to anchor her and to, to help her out. So the theme, make the world yours, uh, bad things happen when you don't know who you are. And, and, and so be, you know, my encouragement for anybody listening to this show, any kid, any grown up, any teenager, whatever is be who you are. Don't be what somebody else wants you to be, because there are people out there that rely on you. They need you to be who you are, the best version of who you are, not whatever you want to be, not whatever the others want you to be, your friends or your enemies or whatever, but who you were made to be and the best version of that. So that's, I mean, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best version of myself, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm really working on it. So I hope you do too, because you're pretty close. You're pretty close. All right, let's do sound clips. I played a lot, but I've, there's a lot I haven't. So there's, I just captured way too many. So here we go. How long do I have to live in my father's world? Until you make it yours. Yeah, uh, that, that was the first thing. It was a little serious for... Uh, mm-hmm. For somebody that just got in trouble, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, this was kind of cool to me. How come you're always smarter than me? <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that uh, you you can always say that about me and mom. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, I think this is the breakup scene. Hi, I'm Maya. You're really cute. We should hang out sometime. You make me happy. You don't pay enough attention to me. This isn't working out. It's you, not me. We can still be friends. Not really. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. The guy parts. was like, "Huh?" Especially being from uh, you know a different city, a different state. So yeah. Uh, and then right after that, he's available. We just broke up. <laughs> Are you okay? Do we need to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> she took it seriously. Yes. Oh, it's okay. You still want to be like me? I want to be exactly like you. I think too much, and you don't think at all. Yeah. So is uh, thinking too much a problem? Probably, you know, yeah. a little bit. Just thinking, overthinking it, but not thinking at all. Is that a problem? Yes. Definitely. Definitely. So there's a balance in there somewhere. Here's another one. It's for you. 
<laughs> no, I forgot. This is for you. This is for you. It was when she slams back into Miss Jack A's uh, lap, and mm-hmm. uh, she picks the whole girl up and transfers her over <laughs> to the boy's lap. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, she literally had to pick up this 13-year-old girl and move her over, so... Kind of funny. Uh, this one's just called Weird Voice. A war we fought against ourselves. Oh, yeah. my Her, her voice is, is just a little different. I, I won't say weird. I'll just say sometimes she seems to over-enunciate her voice. And she talks as if she is speaking very clearly. And, and you'll hear it in this. A war we fought against ourselves. Against ourselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just it's just her. I think it's funny. I think it's great. I think it's good. Uh, here's back of the class Brenda. I always thought he lined up with back of the class Brenda. Uh, just wanted to remember back of the class Brenda. I got a thing for her. I don't know why. She's yeah. she, she's just like a, a cool little character in the back. I hope she comes back. Here's thank a, you. I'm Farkle. Yeah, thank you. I'm thank Farkle. Thank you. I'm Farkle. Thank you. I'm Farkle. So Farkle in his big debut. He he, uh, which was weird too. He's like, sir, may I? Uh, overstep, overstep my, my bounds? bounds. Of course. And he flips over the name tag. Of course, you, know. you always do. <laughs> you always do. So, uh, who am I, Dad? What you doing? I'm making a choice about who I want to be, about whose world I want it to be. Riley, I know you. You know exactly who you are. Who am I, Dad? You're just like me. Yeah. So, that, that's the thing. Um, we, I think we also could probably say the same thing, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. Is Jen? Jenna is just like who? You. Yeah. Mom always says I'm a clone of you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be interesting, and and um, and that's not a bad thing. Some kids would would say, "Oh, I don't be like my dad," and maybe your dad sucks. I don't know. But my dad uh, doesn't suck. No, my that's yeah, Jen, sure. Jen's dad, <laughs> Jenna's dad is is awesome. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I could see why a kid, especially a teenager, would want to, you know, back away from that and not be uh, like their folks. But she is. She is like her dad. She, especially when you consider how he was when he was her age. You know, he was nervous. Mm-hmm. He overthought everything. He was probably a little bolder, meaning he was lazy, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. He didn't want, he didn't want to do his homework. He didn't want to clean his room. She's, you know, Super perfect kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to her and Maya rubbing off on each other, I guess, a little bit. And uh, still being true to herself. So this says love equally. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Topanga's big moment. Um, uh, to me, her second appearance when they come in the door. And it, it showed me that she was really going to have some good jokes. And it reminded me, honestly, of our family. So here it goes. Whatever this is, do not put me in the middle of the two people that I love equally. Just kidding. Come here, honey. <laughs> she, she reaches right past her husband and hugs her kid, and that's great. I'm always doing that between you and Jay, your brother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, oh, you're my favorite, and you're my favorite. So, uh, she's trying to be Maya. She's trying to be Maya. Why would you want to be Maya? She's cool. She has a wild side. She does what she wants. But you're such a good person. Who cares about that? Who cares, who cares about that? <laughs> she, she's probably from up north. She sounds like she's from Pennsylvania. Who cares about who cares that? about that? So yeah, see, for her parents, her parents valued that part of her—the part that she was a good person, that she was raised right. Oh, uh, um, 
Oh, I don't think I got that part. Where you didn't? Th- there's a great part where she says, "You think I'm raised well?" And well, she goes, half. "Well, half." <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But I did get this, Topanga. Let's get married. Let's have a kid. Let's have another kid. Well, you listen to me, you big stupid. <laughs> I love their relationship. I love that they crack on each other. Because who does that in our family? You two. You two. Man, me and mom have been picking on each other for eight, no, 18, 19, 20, 22, 22 years, my dear. We've been married for 18 and we dated for four. And uh, part of the foundation of our relationship is joking around and and putting each other down in a funny way like that. So I, I want to play that again. Am I the type of person? Whoa, that's not it. Oh, <laughs> well, that's not it either. Where is it? Let's get married. Yeah. Let's have a kid. Let's have another kid. Well, you listen to me, you big stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to me. It's awesome. You can you can tell they got a good good thing going. All right, uh, Riley freaks out. Oh, this is Riley freaking out about something, and in just out of context, it sounds insane. <laughs> she, I, I think she turned around and she'd seen the boy, and then she turns back around and looked. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. It was while they were sitting in the cafeteria. Just wait a second. Yeah yeah. Just wait a second. She turns around and goes like this. It sounds like a bird from the from like the jungle. So I might have to I might have to keep that one on the soundboard. I don't know. Uh let's get through them. Letting her be. Why didn't you stop your friend? Not what I do anymore. You're better than that. Just letting her be her. Yeah. Letting her be her. And that that was that issue there. See, we talked about what she needed to be for her family. What does she need to be for Maya? Um, herself. Herself. She needs to be that person that gives her boundaries, that pulls her back, that keep makes her think. You know? Mm-hmm. And without that, Maya freaking <laughs> you know, unleashed the, the Kraken on the entire uh class there. So a friend helps uh and then it's that I don't I don't know what else it says. Now I always believed a friend helps another friend out of trouble, not into it. Yeah, and that that was a cue up for the later payoff, mm-hmm. which is uh which says, um, you know, I'm going to get, she'll get us into trouble. I'll get us out of it. So that was a good, that was a good thing. This says I'm bad for you. I, I remember this was a, another heart tugging moment. I go too far and I don't think that's going to stop. I'm bad for you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So basically breaks up with her. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then she gets off the thing and she decides to come back. And I love Miss Jack A's, uh, response that little girl pushed those doors open with the power of love <laughs> <laughs> love it love it uh and then here here's that statement that's so, so good this is my best friend she's gonna get me into trouble and i'm gonna get us out of it yeah so you're gonna save me aren't you yes yep, yep. i love it this is my best friend Wait. Riley, I'm pushing you away because I'm not good for you anymore. Only I decide that. You know why? Why? Because if this is my world now, the first person I want in it is you. You're going to save me, aren't you? I am. Oh. I think the best part is, is she's actually friends with her in real life. She's like best friends with her in real life. Don't they sing the song together yeah. too? Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's Take on cool. the world. They sing it together. We got a couple more. 
It's not so easy handing over the world without making sure everything's going to be okay. Yeah, that's uh, she gets off the gets all off the subway and they're still there, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Did they stand there with a five year old boy for six hours while they went out and you know? Mm-hmm. Went shopping and then came back, but whatever. I, I gave them that, but but the point being, it's it's hard to uh, give away the world without wanting to be there. So uh, I think I said it's not so easy handing over the world without making sure everything's going to be okay. Yeah, for some reason I loaded it twice, and that's good because it's not easy. It's not easy as as you grow up and you do more things, and and there's less time that I get to watch you do them. Um, there's two things that are going to happen: is I'm going to have to trust you. I'm going to have to trust even more than you. I'm going to have to trust what I've put in you, what I've taught you, what what we've done together. I'm going to have to trust who you are as a person. That's what they're doing on the show here. But then also you're going to have to also earn more trust. And so, for instance, the first time you go out by yourself in a car to go to a friend's house, you'd better go, you know, drive the speed limit. Mm -hmm. You'd better go to your friend's house. And come home when you said you were. That way, not just to stay out of trouble, mm-hmm. but to do it, first of all, because you're a good person. It's the right thing to do. And it also builds trust. You get more privileges when you prove yourself uh, worthy of them. I'll give you a perfect example. Jenna has a Kindle. Kindle has recently decided it doesn't like to charge anymore. But my daughter has always obeyed the rules of the Kindle, one of them being, you know, you use it as a book in your room and then outside you watch movies and stuff like that. I mean, it was a late rule, but she, she followed it. And now as she's raising money and I'm trying to help her get a, an iPod mini or an iPad or an iPod, uh, one <laughs> yeah. of the two, one of the two, whatever she can afford. Um, the reason why that's even possible is because she's shown me that she can handle it. She can handle that, that responsibility. So, uh, you know, being yourself is important, but being the best version of yourself is the most important thing. Uh, trivia. Let's, uh, let's finish it up with some trivia. The, the the original pilot was filmed in March 20th, 2013. That was last year. Uh, it was filmed between in two days, but the new pilot began filming in November 11th, 2013. Now I don't know what the new pilot versus the old pilot was, but I think part of it was that they didn't have the, um, uh, Topanga character, um, Danielle official. They didn't have her as the mom. And so could you imagine how weird it would be yeah. to not have her? So it would be weird. Uh, according to Michael Jacobs, a set designer put a small rectangle blackboard on the chalk holder of Corey's large classroom blackboard with two words, do good. This is a reference from Boy Meets World's final episode, Brave New World, in which Mr. Feeney told Corey, Topanga, Sean, and Eric to do good before they left for New York. And uh, there's no real trivia uh, right now um, because I'll give you an example. I went to the Girl Meets World wiki and um, similarities between um, Sean and his daughter were listed as they both have brown hair and brown eyes. They both have curled hair. So there's some trivia for you. If you ever get asked, you'll know the answer. Mm -hmm. And the differences were even better. Corey is male. But Riley is a female. So wikis basically can be edited by anyone. And so somebody edited it and added that information. And I'm so glad they did because I was really confused on what color their hair was. 
We got some listener feedback, and we want to welcome you to send your feedback on this episode. And more, more, more than that, we want to hear about what you're thinking about last episode uh, of uh, uh, the very first premiere episode of Girl Meets World. We also want to know what you're thinking about the next one, okay? Because next show is going to be after episode two. So you can watch it and then flood us with all your thoughts. What did you think the title should have been? What did you think about the characters? What was the theme? Um, what did you learn? That kind of stuff. Here is something that Tori sent in. I have to say, the first episode of Girl Meets World was great. You saw the familiarity of Boy Meets World, and I love that. Rowan and Sabrina were awesome, as, and August was so cute. <laughs> I hope to see a lot of C and T moments. Um, according to Bang Moments, I guess. Uh, hopefully mother and daughter and, and family and mother-son moments as well. Get Eric and Morgan on there in season two, and I cannot wait to see more, Tori. So... Um, yeah, it'd be cool to see them. I, I believe... Eric is going to be on there? I, I think so. I think all of awesome. the original guys. I think I saw pictures uh, of the mother and father even making a one-time appearance on one episode. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Isn't that neat? That I wonder if more, uh, more... I think that's in it. Morgan will have a comeback from Boy Meets World. His little sister. Oh, wow. That would be something. Yeah. <laughs> Her married and... Maybe as a kid. That's crazy. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Well, um, the next episode, like I said, IMDb seems jacked up, but, um, he, and, and it says that the next episode is girl meets friendship and the, that Riley and Maya think back on the past and how they've become best friends, realizing that they are the best of friends. Meanwhile, Corey and Topanga are getting notes from Augie's teacher saying that he's been bad at school, but that is wrong. Episode two is actually called Girl uh, Meets um, Meets Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Episode two. See, this is why I got confused because it said episode one was Girl Meets Boy. But episode two is actually called Girl Meets Boy, and it is an attempt to get or in an attempt to get the students in his class to stop texting and communicate in person. Corey gives them a homework assignment that teaches them how to communicate face to face, ultimately sparking a real connection between Riley and Lucas. So we're going to see some sparks fly there and see what happens. Uh, are you are you pro? Uh, Riley and Lucas, you think they should be together or, or they should just be friends? What do you think? I, I think just be friends because I, I just don't really. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot from him as far as his, yeah. his personality. You know, he's not funny. Mm-mm. He just sits there and lets people Looks land in good. his lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I hope I hope maybe in next episode we'll get to meet him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does say girl meets boy. So, you know, yeah. that might be the thing. Episode three, by the way, is girl meets sneak attack. And episode four is girl meets father. So, so that's the real. Yeah. Real one. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what those Probably have in one. store for us. Um, they seem to, uh, reveal the next episode's synopsis. That means the little thing I just read, uh, after the previous episodes aired. So, um, guys, we want to encourage you to visit our website, gmwcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at gmwcast. That's twitter.com slash gmwcast. And um, you can like the show on Facebook. 
and uh, check out all the other great NLCast Network shows at NLCast.com. And remember, this week and every single day, take Take on on the the world. world. Bye, Jenna. Thanks.